Welcome to Home Health 360, a podcast presented by Eliacare. I'm your host, Jeff Howell, and this is the show about learning from the best in home health care from around the globe. Welcome back, Home Health 360 fans. Our next guest is an Idaho-born, highly coveted speaker in home care, the three-time dad, bogey golfer, and president and COO of Home Care Pulse, Mr. Todd Austin. Welcome to the show. Oh, well, thank you for having me. I've uh, you know been a fan of Home Health 360 and been begging Jeff to be on for a while, so uh, <laughs> we must have had some downtime in uh you know, lineups and, and just happy to be on here. Also, exciting times too in the Austin household um, because that's about to be a four-time dad uh, in our house too, which was a big surprise, Jeff. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, so the three, how many boys and girls do you have? I've got three boys and one girl on the way. Okay. Okay. I've got two girls myself, so I'm wrong three times on every decision I make around the house. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, your bribe was the right amount. So welcome to the show. Why don't you give us a little bit of background on uh, Home Care Pulse? Yeah, for sure. So Home Care Pulse has been around uh, about 13 years. Um, you know, and we've, we've gone through different, different stages around how we think about supporting the industry and, and customers and, and our employees themselves. Um, but, but overall, Home Care Pulse started as a survey company where our focus was really on measuring client, patient, resident satisfaction, and employee satisfaction. And since then, we've, we've really broadened out into doing industry reports on data aggregation, uh, educational tracks, and reputation management to help agencies really boost their online profiles. And then on top of that, you know, certifying as, as great place to work organizations uh, is some of our, our newer uh, ads to the, to the product mix. But it's a great organization filled with, you know, mission-driven people, Jeff, and our focus is really providing insights, training, and tools uh, to meaningfully improve, you know, care experiences across the globe. And when did you transition from a survey company? That's a great question on the timeline, um, but, but I would say really uh, about four years ago, 2019, 2018, is when we started to say, you know, being a survey company it is great, but what we noticed is we wanted to be able to actually help solve the problems that we were finding uh, from the surveys. And what we talk about is completing the sentence. And so that was about 2018 that we started to say, there's a problem here. You know, how do we fix it? Um, you know, and the first one was reputation management, you know, that people were really struggling managing their Google My Business page or building their Glassdoor and Indeed profiles for employment experiences. And that, that was the first one right at the end of 2017, first of 2018. And then in 2019 is when we had added the educational piece um, through a merger with In The Know. And then shortly after that, uh, we acquired an organization called Home Care Institute to broaden out our content library to one of the largest nurse-led, nurse you know, instructor-led training libraries in the space. Got it. Uh, so I didn't know that. And I remember you and I having a conversation uh, two Novembers ago in Chicago, where the home care pulse report is uh, a bit of a blessing and a curse where you guys are so well known for it. Um, but also people know you uh, in some ways only for that. 
Can you tell us a little bit more about what goes into it, how many surveys you've actually completed? Because I really think it's the gold standard for benchmarking in the industry. And uh, give us a little bit of uh, background on how it's evolved over time. Yeah, definitely. Um, the first report, you know, was was created by Aaron Markham, who who was the founder of Home Care Pulse. Um, great individual. He's he's no longer involved in the business, but he actually was, you know, uh, noticed a gap in his own business around, you know, how we were talking and advocating in our industry, and that it wasn't consistent. And saw an opportunity to try and you know provide industry information around how we should systematize you know, for advocacy and or just creating efficiencies in our business. And the evolution of that went from about a 20-page report that covered, you know, mostly finance um, into now what it what is about 250 pages that covers uh, pretty much any topic with inside your organization, whether that's, you know, sales and marketing, you know, marketer efficiency, client and caregiver experience, you know, finance, and even technology is in there. So I know a lot of care has been uh, in it multiple times around, you know, how you're able to drive efficiency, you know, through uh, adopting and supporting your EMR EHRs. And uh, how many, what's the participation rate? Like how many um, people are, because this is going out to home care agencies and then they're filling in all the answers and just trying to get a sense sense of the sample size every year. Yeah, yeah, it takes a, it takes about uh, two to three hours to complete the survey, so it's not it's not a light ask by any means, but it's a great opportunity to audit. And every year we we have around two thousand organizations participate in the survey, um, and when you aggregate that data into revenue, it, it, it's a little over a billion dollars worth of data that is submitted. So it, it's no joke. Um, every year we, we see distribution of the study, you know, broadly into, you know, 10 to 30,000 downloads, purchases, um, exports, et cetera. So it's, uh, it's, it's definitely turned into, you know, a massive project for us. We open it up in January. So right now you can actually participate in the study. Um, and then we, we close it down, uh, here in about three weeks at the end of the month. And we kick out the report about 30 to 45 days later. So it's crunch time around here from our data data science team, which which is, um, and then our, our marketing team who puts together the publication. But it's a great publication, you know, allows you to really audit yourself against others in the industry. Love it. Uh, I'm, I'm obsessed with data-driven businesses and companies that lead with thought leadership where they're known for one thing, which, you know, sort of ends up fueling the other things that they do, right? So you guys uh, recently acquired Activated Insights and Pinnacle Quality Insight. I didn't do any homework on those. I just saw the announcement everywhere. Um, give us a sense of why those companies were strategic to what you, what you guys are doing. Yeah, absolutely. Obviously, they're, they're insights companies. Um, so when we're talking about data insights and outcomes, uh, they pay, play, play a big part in the continuum. And what, what we saw as an opportunity here is both of those organizations, um, you know, did some very similar things to Home Care Pulse, but in the broader continuum. So that, that may be assisted living, skilled nursing facilities, CCRCs, et cetera, or even home health and hospice. And, you know, Home Care Pulse, although it really started in private duty home care, you know, when we go back to that 2018 timeline, you know, we really started to get involved in, you know, ALFs and home health and hospice 
and have customers across the entire continuum that we support. And so what these acquisitions did is really allow us to bolster some of our data outlooks and experience insights to where we now can look at the employment journey across the whole continuum. So we can now look at not just, you know, caregivers and private duty home care, but we can look at, you know, employees, whether it's in skilled nursing or home health or private duty home care, and start to measure what that journey looks like and really drive insights into some of the, the major pain points that we're seeing around the employment market. You also have the HCP Growth Summit coming up. Is it the is it the first one that you guys have done? This is the first year. This is uh, this is year three uh, of the HCP Growth Summit. It's a great opportunity to bring together industry leaders and experts, and you know, talk through virtually some of the you know opportunities, whether to drive revenue and create efficiencies, or overall just improve our outlook and understanding of what's happening in the continuum of post acute care. Um, and, and that's a two day. Um, and we've got, you know, keynote speakers like, you know, Lonnie Main, who has wrote a, wrote a great book that'll help all of us as operators, um, owners or managers, you know, think through and, and you know, processes and, you know, overall just improve our positive mentality around the challenges that we face every day. Great keynote. I think we actually kick off with him on day one, and then we flow through to some great industry experts on, on specific subjects after that. Your uh, marketing is incredible. I love how it just feels fun. And you, the thing that I noticed on your website is that you have uh, real heads with like, their bodies are kind of cartoonized. <laughs> yeah, you, I, I think we're super fortunate, Jeff. We've got a, we've got a very talented marketing team and I always wanted to, you know, bring an element of fun and excitement into the space and improve. Once again, as an experienced organization, we we get a lot of feedback from our customers, and that's something that has always been, you know, a very positive attribute. Is you know the the content that we create, you know, all of it is free, so there's a lot of resources and tools for people to access that are free. But but just overall, how we speak to the industry from a positive perspective. Yeah, sure. And um, what would you say that your corner of the world looks like today? Like how many agencies are using an LMS? How many agencies are you know using the insights in your benchmarking report? And like, would you say that there's a size of agency that's where, you know, LMS is table stakes or what's your sense on uh, how people are doing training for caregivers today? Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great question. When we think about training specifically, you know, there's a lot of compliance components connected to it. Um, and so when we think about training, we want to enable an agency owner to efficiently create an ROI in a compliance motion. And that's probably resonates with a lot of what you know Liacare does too, when you think about EBV and you know, other aspects of, of, of businesses, is it's like how do we make this compliance motion seamless as possible, while at the same time elevating the level of care and supporting the employee in an area that has always been identified as a deficiency, which is training. And so we've approached training from that three-prong approach. Our unique advantage at Home Care Pulse with with Inside HCP training is more revolving around how we enable blended learning. 
We're the only blended learning platform where you can take courses online, but we also support instructor-led courses so that if you want to bring your team in-house, um, there is material for you to come in and have a one-day training on infection control. And you can manage that electronically, but still do it person to person. So you can create that in-person contact while still, if you want to assign the course out and have them do it in their own time, you know, on the commute or set out training days, you can do that through the uh, learning management system also. So we've tried to approach it, you know, through a two-prong approach based on feedback from uh, people across the industry. Uh, and then, of course, our team is 100% made up of uh, RNs that write the content that have actually had field experience. And so it's coming from someone that has you know, conducted this training before or tried to solve this problem before, which is really important to uh, a lot of, lot of the customers. So we, we've got uh, about a couple hundred thousand learners um, at any given time you know, with inside our learning management system. And then from an insights perspective, at this point, we probably support about six to 7,000 locations across the continuum. Do you notice a difference in uh, what these agencies are looking for with respect to how big they are? Like, is there a difference between the smaller, the mom and pop shops, the medium agencies and the enterprise? Uh, not a whole lot. I, I think um, from a reporting perspective, you, you'll see our enterprise customers wanting to you know, drill down and make sure that you know, uh, districts or, you know, specific locations are, are meeting the compliance requirements and they're doing it efficiently, you know, and the employee journey is, is supported. Um, but overall, you know, from a, from a learning perspective, you know, it's a day one initiative. We've got to enable employees and support them. Um, cause in many cases, you know, we're, we're doing, you know, eight to 12 hours of orientation and then we're putting them in the home. And without any training, you know, we're, we're setting, you know, a lot of employees up for frustration when they don't have a resource, when they run into a problem around something simple, Jeff, like, how do I cook poached eggs? You know, I've got a client that really wants something cooked a specific way. Our learning management system has a searchable wiki that you can go and look up recipes. So it's basic things like that to complex things like how do we do a lift and transfer? And, you know, how do I make sure that I properly, you know, support this client or patient to, you know, with inside some of the activities of daily life. So it's everything from, from basic components of you know, cooking and cleaning to complex components around activities of daily life or infection control. Do you have any case studies on before and after how you guys are impacting uh, turnover? Yeah, absolutely. There's quite a few on our on our website, uh, www.homecarepulse.com. I'm sure we can, you know, drop it, you know, uh, a link somewhere in there too. But there, there's a lot of case studies around uh, not just turnover, uh, but time saved by training managers and administrators. You know that that's a that's an area that we don't talk enough about, in my opinion, Jeff. Since we're on the training track, is you know, there's a lot of training for caregivers. But what about your administrative track, you know, staff with inside your organization? So you look at, you know, schedulers um, or care coordinators. There's that's a hundred thousand person workforce that gets very little training. So we have actually a lot of training for even the administrators on how to, you know, properly coordinate care, um, which is a scheduler success series. We actually have that free on our website also that you can take. 
but there's there's not just caregiver training. There's you know soft skills training that needs to be administered for admins and caregivers. Yeah, we have data with respect to the impact a lost scheduler has. And um, it's something like every scheduler that you lose, you, you would lose five or 10 caregivers to go along with it, um, is what we've seen. And, uh, you know, certainly they're the, um, the back office is really the unsung heroes as well, because everyone is so focused on attracting and, and uh, retaining caregivers. What uh, trends do you see taking shape um, in your line of business over the next two to five years? Yeah, I think, um, I think we're well aware of the employment trends. But what I've actually noticed, you know, I would say in the last 12 months, as we focused a lot on employment trends, is, is some improved employment trends. You know, we're seeing, you know, turnover be reduced. We're seeing the right metrics in the first 90 days. But in return, we've actually started to lose a little bit of eyeball for our patients, clients, and residents. And we're seeing an increased turnover in clients and residents. So we're not seeing quite as long as a lifetime value per se to, to that side of the business unit. And we're, we're starting to, you know, see a little bit of a trend around uh, disengagement from our, from our customers, customers meaning patients, clients, residents. So a big opportunity there that I would say, you know, as we've really focused on building out employment brands and reducing turnover employees, uh, you know, we're not talking to our clients, patients, and residents enough. We can't lose sight of, you know, either one of those because that, that's where our revenue is coming from. I always talk about it kind of as the home care double dip is when we see um, turnover in both of those happen at the same time because our customer acquisition costs and our employee acquisition costs, you know, we've got to be on, on different cycles in order to maintain a good margin with inside our businesses. So it's something that I would say, you know, we really need to caution you know, everybody about is not losing focus on being, you know, client patient centric. Interesting. You're saying that um, on the whole, caregivers are starting to come back and they're starting to be happier. Um, but I always have just been in the mindset that, you know, one out of um, three home health referrals doesn't even get filled because there's not enough staff to take it. Um, but you're saying that the even though there's more caregivers coming back and they're happier at their job, there's a decline in the client-patient satisfaction. Yeah. So the, the time that they stay on service is declining in number of months. And so we're having to find clients at a faster rate than what we historically had to. And so when you pair that with the, the you know, some of the other problems with finding employment, steady employment, Going back to some of our employee concerns, a lot of that is matching and communication. So as we have more moving parts in our business and we're seeing client patient turnover happening plus employment turnover, now we've got to drive both engines of acquisition. Acquisition meaning employee acquisition and client patient acquisition. And that's what I call the double dip. That's when we really see businesses struggle is when we're trying to consume those acquisition costs at the same time. And any inclination as to why the clients are staying as clients for a shorter period of time? I'm assuming it's not because they have no more needs. I'm assuming they're deciding to switch to another agency. Yeah, we're seeing communication with patients being a dipping score and satisfaction. And then we're also seeing matching. 
you know, and that's a two-way street. So if our patients or clients don't feel like they're properly matched, I'm sure our employees feel that way also. And I think that that's some of the compounding problem. I know there's some great solutions out there that, that really actually support proper client-patient matching. I believe you guys have a great one. Yeah, we have data around um, like so much of the time we're actually we're speaking about the caregivers and not the clients. And uh, we have data that, you know, and obviously it's not uh, it's no secret, but you know, some people call it the rule of seven, where if you don't uh, ramp up your caregivers to a high utilization in the first week, they they need to find, you know, make a like a suitable paycheck. And uh, yeah, what we found is, you know, it's even the first three months, like you've got to get a reliable, steady stream of shifts. Um, But a lot of people don't talk about the satisfaction score of the client with respect to how well matched they are with their care team. Yeah, we used to all the time, right? You know, before uh, we started to see, you know, employment being a leading indicator 2017, you know, it was very patient-centric, you know, and even I would say, you know, that that's where our reimbursement is coming from sometimes also is, you know, our, our CAPS ratings from, you know, CMS if you're in home health and hospice. So it, it's something that has always been been measured, but, you know, what our bottleneck has been is employment. And, and that's why I just bring it up as something I would urge, you know, providers to continually think about is that, that patient experience because, we can't consume costs in, in both acquisition models at the same time. It really kills margins. Yeah, for sure. What are some tips you'd give an agency looking to get the most out of their training program? Yeah, uh, from a training program, you know, is tied to your core values, you know, reward, recognize, you know, and hire based on, you know, making sure that, you know, educational tracks are included in it. It's going to provide a better employment experience. It's going to provide a better patient client experience, um, and, and overall, it'll it does make an impact on turnover. There's plenty of statistics that show around, you know, employee engagement through through training that supports it. So, what's the best way for an agency to knock on your door and learn more? Yeah, you can you can find me on LinkedIn, or you can go to our website, uh, like I said, homecarepulse.com, and and learn more or. You know, like like you mentioned, some of our sister organizations today, Activated Insights or Pinnacle Quality Insights, all have websites too. So as you're as you're looking to, you know, glean insights, you know, qualify for great places to work, you know, with Insight Aging Services, build your employment brand, or solve some of the problems that you found through your surveys, uh, you know, Home Care Pulse is a great one stop shop. Yeah, I'm just on uh, homecarepulse.com right now. There's plenty of calls to action. You can get a live demo. You guys are at almost 70,000 people on your email list, and uh, it would be worth it to subscribe even just to uh, get some clever marketing ideas. <laughs> so, uh, Todd, we're up against our time here. I'll get you out of here on this. Give us a reason to be optimistic about the future of care in the home. Yeah, I think we're continually seeing care move to the home and out of a, an acute setting. And um, we're, we're supporting those um, patients or clients or residents uh, more than ever. And whatever they call home and feel comfortable being home, we're, we're building technology and motions to support them in the environment that, that we want to age in. And the optimistic part is, to me, Jeff, is that's our future. Your and I's future and all the listeners' future. Someday we will be in this motion. 
and we will be part and we are part of the aging journey. And we all have to be optimistic and get to be optimistic because we're improving that. We're, we're setting ourselves up for future success by being in the aging journey ourselves. All right. So let me see if I wrote down this uh, accurately. Correct me where I'm wrong. When you finish the report, it's going to be about 2,000 organizations that um, put their input into the Home Care Pulse report. They're going to be spending about two hours each to fill it out. It's going to be around 250 pages. You're going to get somewhere between 10,000 and 30,000 downloads, which is insanely high given the number of agencies in the business. Uh, so you have a lot, a lot of coverage there. It's been open since January. Remind me when it closes and then when it's going to be out for publishing. Yeah, and end of month is when it closes. If you if you participate in the study, it's free to you. If you just want to purchase it, you can visit our store and purchase it. Um, but but overall, you know, it's a great time to to audit. You know, and the the good thing about the study is it's downloaded by advocacy groups and supported by advocacy groups. It's downloaded by investors. It's downloaded by providers. So it's used not just to support our business, but also to educate, you know, individuals around how to continue to support your business. And that, that's, I think, what we're most proud about is that this, this report, although it does take a lot of time to create and, and publish that, you know, it's a great resource and a great opportunity as you fill out the survey to, you know, it's a, it's a mini audit that you get to go through and say, what is my KPI here? How did we think about that this year? So as you're building your strategy next year and looking for opportunities to create efficiency, this is this is a great place to start. Yeah, for sure. Well, thanks for coming on today, Todd. I've learned a lot. And after uh, looking on your LinkedIn profile and seeing that you're a former university basketball player, I might have to fly you in for our uh, old versus young basketball sports day coming up in two weeks. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready. Let, let me know. <laughs> Although some of those hockey players might be a little bit rough for me. <laughs> Thanks a bunch. See you, Jeff. Thanks, Todd. Take care. Home Health 360 is presented by Eliacare. First off, I want to thank our amazing guests and listeners. To get more episodes, you can go to eliacare.com forward slash home health 360. That's spelled home health 360. Or search home health 360 on any of your favorite podcasting platforms. The easiest way to stay up to date on our new shows is to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. We also have a newsletter you can sign up for on aliacare.com forward slash homehealth360 to get alerts for new shows and more valuable content from Aliacare right into your inbox. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.